0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Shalom Talks. This podcast is
1: available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from.
0: so um welcome to the show welcome to um shalom talks um can we know your name i know you as mr upgrade uh on on twitter i think your handle is at wisdom counseling yeah okay
1: um so my name is alex and then on social media platform my handle is at wisdom counseling and because of what I do, I'm Mr. Upgrade. So that's why you have all those uh, descriptions. So basically, my real name is Osage Alex. And then by what I do, I am Mr. Upgrade. And my social media handles are at Wisdom Counseling.
0: Yeah, or what's the story behind Upgrade?
1: It's um, personal development, Upgrade Mastery. So I help people to... Leave good behind to upgrade. I help people to become more than they currently are, and that itself just made me feel okay. Since what I do is help people upgrade, why don't you just be Mr. Upgrade? So that's it. The name Mr. Upgrade.
0: Wow, well, interesting. Wow. So you you are a monk
1: or a pastor or <laughs> I'm not a monk. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a young guy who loves God. Mm, 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 mm.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: So, yeah. So, a brief insight into
0: um, a bit of what this show is. So, um, this show, as a last check, analytics revealed that um, 56% of um, listeners of this show are between the ages of 22 and 29, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So... Um, can you take me back to when you were possibly, say, 22? Where were you?
1: Okay, at 22. I think I just, I was still in, I think I was in school, about to graduate at 22. Yeah. So, yes, that's it. I was, I was in school. I was mm-hmm. about graduating. I think I was in my final year at 22, because I got into school a bit late. Um, i Um part of those people who jam-jammed like four times because mm-hmm. we were trying to get medicine and then uh, we couldn't get it. So I ended up with microbiology, which I don't regret though. And um yeah, so I was about leaving school at that time when I was 22, leaving the university. So yeah. And then at that time, I really didn't know what I wanted to do much. Yeah, I, just I was going to ask you talking. that already. <laughs> yeah. At, at that time, I knew I loved talking. I knew... I tried to encourage people because I had grown through being class rep, um, class preference in secondary school in the university, class rep, association, PRO. So I know I've always loved talking. So I have not at that time really fine-tuned what I was going to be talking on. So because at the time I actually graduated, I really felt, okay, young people really need to be guided and need a little bit of wisdom and all that. So that's when the whole wisdom counseling started. I think back then in 2010, that's when it started on Facebook. So I was just sharing motivational and inspirational um, stuff on, on Facebook then. And yeah, that's how it all started. So as at 22. I really didn't know what I needed to do with myself and all of that, but we've come a long way now. The story is different. So
0: now you have um, a community or something? You have um, a
1: school? Oh well, yes, yes I have like uh, a community on Facebook, which is a wisdom counseling center on Facebook. I, think I have about ten thousand or eleven thousand people there, and wow. then I have a few community or I used to keep communities on WhatsApp or. After a while, I left all those things. I just focused on just sharing on my handles. So I, the only community left would be on Facebook, but fortunately, that sad thing happened lately and I lost Facebook, so yeah.
0: Wow, wow. So you do the old upgrade thing full-time, right?
1: Not exactly, because I also have a nine-to-five, but yes, full-time as my thing on the side and I have a nine-to-five, which I attend to also.
0: Yeah, so um, 22, can you take us back maybe when you were 19? Tell me, tell me one outstanding story from your childhood.
1: Well, when I was 19, can I remember? Let me see.
0: (laughs) Where were you? Uh, Were you in Nigeria?
1: Yes, yes, I've always been in Nigeria till like sometime 2015, 2016, I traveled. But yeah, I've always been in Nigeria, grown, brought up in Nigeria I was, I think I was in school. 19, I was in school. I was studying microbiology somewhere in Benson Dowser University. Yeah. So that I was in school, I was, I was a cell teacher at that time. Yeah. A good boy. I didn't really do all those bad things that young people do, which I don't fault them, but I was just there. I just knew straight up growing up that um, I needed to be level-headed. I needed to just focus on myself and, um, learn as much as I can, which I'm still doing, and just be valuable to myself and to people around me. Yeah. So at 19, I was already on that path, still learning, still still avoiding to get yourself into trouble because a lot of young people these days find a way of getting themselves into trouble. In fact, they find ways of inventing trouble for themselves. But I've always stayed clear of trouble and um, I've never gotten myself into one. And I hope not so. But don't you think that troubles
0: also form um, essential to becoming solid adults? Hopefully you don't eventually miss the road and in get into trouble.
1: Well, you can learn from other people's struggles instead of you creating or inventing yours. So example is an example. So you can learn from other people's example and, um, and pick the lessons from it rather than having your own example to share because sometimes you may not come out in one piece. Yeah. That's true. So you are saying that
0: all this why you never drank, you never smoked. Okay, anyway, that, that, because, okay, so one of my philosophies, for example, is um, I don't tell you X is bad or Y is bad. I simply just tell you, oh, you know what, dude, I want to understand or I want to imagine that you know where you are going, and so, therefore, you need to look at what is essential for where you are going. And that, way, that should um, help you to
1: identify what is good and what is bad. Well, sure, that, that, that works also. But um, I also believe that sometimes we should just tell people as it is and still let them make their choice, even though we've told them what it is. So, yes, I could tell you that drinking is not good. Smoking is not good. And if you still want to, no problem. But it's not good, so I'm not trying to blow the lines for you. I'll tell you as it is. I'll tell you uh, cheating is not good. I'll tell you um, fraud is not good. But if you still choose to want to go down that line, it's fine. It's your life. You give account of it at the end of the day. But I'll tell you straight up what I know that it's not good, and what I know that it's good, and it's left for you to make your choice about which which path you want to follow.
0: Mm. so if you were going to if you were able to um if there's something you could have changed from back then what exactly would you uh, be looking to change
1: well if i could change anything, i would probably bring my parents back to life because when my parents are late i think that's the only thing i would change so at least you can see the kind of person i'm becoming right now but outside of that i don't think i regret anything i've ever been through or any of the challenges i've faced because they actually made me become who i am now and um i think everything like the same scripture romans 8 all things work together for good so that's my that's what i hold on to so i don't regret anything and um if i could take back the hand of time to do anything i probably bring my parents back yeah
0: i'm so sorry about the passing of your parents so so it's been okay. a long time okay so how did you well, deal with that
1: died, my mom died in 2002 and um, my dad died in 2012 so next year we get 20 years my mom died and uh, mm. uh well how do i deal with that yeah my mom yeah. yes i was 15 plus when my mom died in fact when i was told the news of my mom's passing the first thing i said to the person who told me about it was, how would I go to university now? Wow. That was the first thing I said. Because I've always loved to be educated and all of that. So that was the only thing that just came to my mind, like, okay, now that my mom is dead, because at the point, my parents were separated, so I was living with my mom. And so when she passed, I was like, how do I go to school? That was the only thing that came to my mind. But <laughs> well, yes, I, st- I still went to school and had a master's and all of that. But So, so how did it yeah, happen? it's fine. How did that happen? Had I gone to school? Yeah. Well, I got a scholarship to go to school. So I went to school on scholarship. So yeah, wow. I did. Then I did my master's when I was done with school.
0: Wow. That's nice. That's, that's beautiful. So um, for, when your dad died, where were you? How did you deal with it?
1: Well, as, as at 2012, when my dad died, I was already working. I started working in Adult. 2010, so I was already working. And, um, yeah, I didn't feel the the pain that much, apart from the fact that I was losing him. But I also felt pain because he probably wouldn't have enjoyed me at all because I had just started working. I had just done two years into working, and there wasn't much I could do for him at that point. But um, it happened, so I just had to move on with the fact that I am now officially an orphan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you have kids now?
1: Not yet, I don't. Oh. But I have kids who are not biological because I have know. a lot of people who are on unruly, so yeah. yeah, yeah so that's- biological, I'm not yet. Mm. Yes. Well, that's, that's,
0: that's beautiful. Yeah, so... So, um, for example, what is your take example feminism
1: well for me i really don't talk much about it because i feel that many ladies who practice that are just looking for a disguise to practice wickedness so i don't talk much about feminism yeah women equality and all of that i try to stay with such such uh, discussions because I, I am I'm a, very, I'm a very big person on God's word. So if it's not in God's word, I really don't want to talk about it. Everybody can have their opinion about whatever they want to have their opinion about. Mm. But if you want us to have a conversation, then let's talk about God's word and then we can talk. Outside of that, it's subject to so many opinions and so many mm. facts. And truth is not the same thing as facts. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: Facts are subject to change right? Mm-hmm. But truth is truth, irrespective of whether you believe it or not. So I rather stay on the side of truth than on the side of fact. So I still off such topics deliberately.
0: Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's interesting. I know I've said this on the show before, but I have a personal principle to comment into trends, yeah? So I, because I'm an avid reader, I follow things. I follow a lot of popular stuff that are happening every day. I, I'm very current, but for example, my Twitter, I would very barely, rarely ever say a word about popular things. So this is how I do it. This is how I look at issues. I look at every issue from the spec or from the lenses of, oh, would this be relevant in the next five to 10 years? If it won't be relevant, then it doesn't deserve my my energy or my take or my input or anything. And and basically that is how I use my Twitter and that's how
1: I use my social media generally. I feel it's okay to comment on some trends. Yes, yes, sure. The reason sure. being that most people, most people, um, I see trends as an opportunity for you to share truth. Mm-hmm. Because with trends, a lot of people are going to come there to look at it, comment, share their opinions. So I get myself into some trends, especially on Instagram. I get myself into some trends, sharing moral lessons, Mm -hmm. and people can learn from it.
0: Quite interesting. I must have probably noticed the undo from something like that. Very like Because because that's, that's how I get to follow people on Twitter, really.
1: Yes, I I do that a lot because I feel like we, I feel like a lot of good is silent, and evil is loud, mm. and the good needs to start speaking up so at least it can overshadow the evil that's already loud. Mm. So in the next couple of months now, people are going to be all about Big Brother, and everybody will be about Big Brother and all of that, but everybody's going to focus so much on Big Brother that they'll forget whatever is happening again in the country for the next yeah. three months or 72 days. Mm. Now, there is nothing positive that people jump in like that. I'm not positive, but there are other things that we probably should promote and make noise about that nobody's saying ain't enough. Mm. So that just shows us that a lot, of, a lot of times we have been so silent on good And very loud, what's not so good. Mm. And we should start to change that because the narrative will not change when we don't start the dialogue that will change the narrative. Mm. So that's why many times I take up the challenge and just share something positive on what is trending so people can see another perspective to it and also learn from it if they want to rather than just follow the trend because trends don't last.
0: Mm. As
1: at this time last, Last week, everybody was about the whole Oba situation and all of that. Mm. Now people have moved on. Nobody's <clears throat> going to talk about that again. Mm. But there are still lessons you could have learned from the whole Oba situation that is positive that people can take from. First off, there are lessons of hard work. There are lessons mm. of goodwill. There are lessons of um, empowering other people in your space. There are lessons mm. of no overnight success. Mm. Right? There are lessons of... Um, going to give back to your community to put it on the world map. Those are hmm. lessons.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Those
1: are positive lessons that you can learn. Because until, until last week, nobody knew if any place like Oba existed in Nigeria. Hmm. But it's not just only in Nigeria. Now it's placed in world map because I saw an interview of him on BBC Pigeon. So you see, he, he, there's still positives to learn from it other than the negatives that we see around it that, okay, they were spraying up money, people were, 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 were scapling to pick money from the floor. But, but then from, from his own interview, there were no incidents of anybody being robbed, no car being snatched, nothing bad happening. Those are still positives. Hmm. Those are still positives. So for me, I always look out for the positives in every situation and share that with others in case they may have missed it. While I did my neuro-linguistic programming training, they NLP. said that NLP. Yes, they said that there are three things you can always learn from a from your past.
2: Hmm.
1: Only two way the connection and opportunity. The connection and opportunity you give to another person can be you empowering that person. your only two way. So you don't have to. In fact, I did, I did a live recently and I said, how can I support you without giving you money? And I was amazed that I got lead to a few questions because people always think support as money. There's so much way you can support the person without giving the person money. But our minds have been wired to see support must be money. If it's not money, it's not support. And then the third thing you learn from anything that happens to you, whether the past or an experience, is you learn it for your future. So you take from the learning that happened and see how do you use it for your future. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Okay, so can you come again with those three
1: things? First thing you learn is look out for the positive. The second thing you learn is take the learning for yourself. And the third thing is... Apply the
0: learning for your future. Hmm. Look out for the positive, take it learning for yourself and look out for the future. Wow, look for how this applies to the future. Wow, the future. wow, wow. Yes. Yeah, so um for example, this uh this uh Robert incident, you have just said you have just um tried to point out the positives, um from the event or from the incident now um a listener out there might feel oh he just he just criticized yeah he just criticized um big brother does it mean that there are no positives to pick out from big brother or something i no. i am not making a case okay. for big brother i am not even no, a fan no, 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 no. let me put it no, out there I, i'm not a fan of it i don't know what happens <laughs> there the, i don't know i in fact I. Muted a lot of words. Any trending words that is associated with it on my Twitter, I mute it so that I can see what I feel is more important. I'm not saying anybody should go through uh, go down that route, but that's just my way of controlling my space or yeah, trying to pick out what I feel is important.
1: No, for me, I'm not. I'm not shedding big brother. They are doing an amazing job. Actually, they are doing an amazing job. At least they are raising out stars. At the end of the day, that's amazing. But my, my point is in a million Nigerians, one person will be selected. Yeah. It's still not enough.
2: Mm.
1: Right? But then they have all the focus of Nigerians for the period of 72 days, whether you like it or not. Everybody's talking about there's thing this, there's thing this, there's this, and all of that. And it happens every year, back to back to back to back. Right, yeah. but that's that's one thing. I'm saying young people should not put all their energies there, because the probability of you being selected and you being eventual winner, it's very slim. Mm. Take those same energies to focusing on yourself and improving yourself and living your life.
2: Mm.
1: There are still some big brother winners who we still didn't hear anything about it tomorrow. Yeah, miracle yeah. for example, but he's living his life. Right? So just, yeah. yes, it's, it's a great show for those who are watching. I don't watch. I don't subscribe to it. But it's a great show for those who are watching. If it's not great, they will still be in business after these years. It's a great show. Nigerians love entertainment, no doubt. But there's more to your life than being entertained.
0: Mm. That's my point. So there's this saying that um, you shouldn't waste your time on what is tied to chance. What you just said now, yeah, what you just said now just brought that to mind. Do you have any personal experience that uh maybe where you took a chance, where you bet this one over a million thing
1: Well, um I've never really been a fan of that as a for me as a personal principle, I don't accept our words that they say I have to solicit for voting. I don't, okay, because. If, I, if you feel I deserve it, give it to me. But if I have to go canvas for votes, start begging people to follow online, to vote, uh, th- then there is no need. Mm. So if somebody tells me, okay, an organization says, okay, we're going to give it to a world, but you have to put it on social media, you have to vote, I'm not interested. Mm. Once you just mentioned I have to get votes, I'm not interested. Mm. Not that I cannot get it, but what's the use? Going to solicit for votes for something you feel I should deserve.
0: I, th- I think many times when organizations do that, they are just trying to promote their own brands.
1: If you want me to promote your brand, I will promote it. But me soliciting for votes and me be- becoming an eventual winner based on the votes I have, I'm not interested. I'll pass. Wow. I'll pass. So I- I've never been a-, a person trying to follow... Um, that one in a lifetime chance to say, okay, if I don't get it, then it's over. No, because I believe that. Some opportunities you miss right now, if you prepare yourself better, they'll come around again. Hmm. They'll come around
0: again. you feel you you feel that opportunities are not one time thing?
1: No, they are not. Opportunities happen every day. The day that you grab yours, that becomes your ones. I have always been, happen, I've always been in the school
0: of thought that um, opportunities, because the opportunities are not everyday thing. But then I, I, no, I, I, no, I, I'm also saying
1: it now that every day is an opportunity. Every day holds the possibility of a miracle. Every day, every day has its own opportunity. Even God says He daily loads us with benefits. benefits. The benefits come daily. Even in the pattern of prayer that Jesus taught the disciples, He said give us our daily bread, right? Mm. So opportunities happen every day. The day you take advantage of your opportunity, that becomes your wants. Mm. I'll say. So for instance, this podcast has been happening before I was invited to come share here. Today is my wants for this opportunity. But it has been happening. Uh, But the goal is to keep preparing in view of the day your opportunity will come.
0: Mm. so 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 apparently that means all your tweets all this why that I've been seeing on my TL was a way of you preparing for this opportunity. Preparing practically an
1: opportunity. <laughs> Whether it comes or it doesn't come, preparing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, invariably you're saying that we should always be prepared because the opportunity, because it it
1: is just um
0: it,
1: it will just pick you along the line. Yeah. A friend of mine, John Obedee, Who always said that? He would say that when you are not preparing, somebody else is preparing. And one day both of you would meet. And he adds that you already know who's going to win when both Mm. of you eventually meet. Mm. So every day you feel like, oh, it's a free day. I tell young people that the last free day you had in your life was when you finished secondary school, which other people call high school. That was the last free holiday you ever had in your life. Every other day you have was the time for you to keep learning. Mm -hmm. If you use it to catch cruise and have fun, you're wasting your life Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: that time you are using to catch cruise. Another young person like you is learning a skill. Mm -hmm. And some, somehow down the line, both of you are going to meet and we already know who's going to win when you both meet. Mm -hmm. So every day, and I tell people, um, every man will have his opportunity to shine. Prepare and wait, your time will come. What happened to the virgins in the scripture in Matthew chapter 25, when Jesus was giving the parable of the virgins, the Bible says that both 10 girls were virgins, but it was their preparation that separated those who were wise from those who were foolish. And both 10 had to wait, So even when the wives were wise, they didn't give them uh, easy access quickly because they were wise. They still had to wait. And then when the bridegroom came, their waiting was now augmented with the preparation they had. Then they walked in with the bridegroom. Now, those who were prepared had to not go out, start looking for oil at that time. So the truth is, the way life happens is that whether you prepare now or you prepare later, you must prepare if you want to succeed in life. You must prepare. And for young people, it's always best that they start your preparation early. You can be young and get it right. Hmm. I strongly believe that.
0: Who, who do you read? What books do you read?
1: I read a lot of books, but um, a major book for me is still the Bible. Because um, the Bible has everything in it. Business lessons, leadership lessons, management lessons, every lesson you need in this life is in the Bible. In fact, I started a show, a one-minute show, which I call Life Lessons from the Bible, right? Because of how much I know the depth of the Bible. But there are other books that people could read. One, I'll just recommend a few. One I did recommend is um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stevie Covey. Then How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And then, of recent, um, think like a monk by G. Shetty.
0: How do you determine friends? How do you do you? What are your um, the boxes people have to take to be your friends, or for you to consider an individual your friend? What do I need to do, for example, for me to for you to consider me as your friend?
1: Okay. Um. I. Interestingly, I shared about this yesterday. On my belief system session, and I said, and I wrote about who are your friends. And I said, there are three things to look out for for people who are your friends. Number one is the fact that they have empathy towards you, they support you. Yeah, they support you. That's the second thing. And then the third thing is that they are with you till the end. And let me tell you how I explain that. For empathy towards you, these are people who are with you in all seasons, in all weathers and seasons of life. For support, these are people who are with you, not because of what they stand to gain, but because they choose to be with you. And then when this together, these are people who your success is their success. Mm. Your failures is their failures. So I use the examples of Job's friends, And the man sick of palsy, his friends. I think that story is in Mark chapter 2, right? Yeah. No, in Mark chapter 5. So for Job's friends, the the friends of Job, even after Job's wife had left him, they were with him. Yeah. They had been his friends when he had everything he had. And they were still his friends when he lost everything he lost. And they were still his friends when he restored everything, when God restored everything back to him, double. That he lost. That was Job's case. Now for the man sick of palsy, these friends were so committed to seeing their friend well, they took off a roof so they could drop him down so Jesus could see him. And Jesus said, seeing their faith, the faith of his friends healed the sick man. Hmm. Today we have a lot of friendship that is... Based on opportunity and privileges. So, when those opportunities and privileges are no more available, they jack up, like they say, they move. <laughs> we move is not supposed to be used in friendship because friend, the word F R I E N D, a friend never considers the last three letters, which is end, right? And then people need to really, and the truth is, if you can count your friend with all your fingers, then you should be lucky. Because when it gets more than that, it's too much, and they are not really your friends. People should separate acquaintances, colleagues, uh, partners, family members. Because your sibling cannot even, sometimes your siblings are not your friends. (laughs) But your siblings, you have the same blood but they're not your friends because they really don't understand you. They really don't support you. They really are not empathetic towards you. And they're not with you all through the up and downs of life. Hmm. So my criteria for picking friends are those three. One, empathy. Two, support. And I said the least form of support is money. And number three, people are with you through thick and thin, which I call we are in this together. So if you have that, then we can talk about us being friends. All right. So we'll
0: soon go on a break.
1: So earlier you, no said,
0: yeah, you said that... Um, John Thank
1: you for to listening to this week's to episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. A brand new episode drops every Monday. Do not forget that you can reach out with your feedbacks and suggestions for the show on Anchor and our social media handles. Or shoot us an email on shalom. B-A-M-I-G-B-O-Y-E Shalom Bami at gmail.com